following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this off. This is a Podcast Now production. So I basically found her because we were going to do an episode on how to make your vagina taste nicer, but then neither of us were having sex or no boyfriend was going down on us. (laughs) Well, for the very last time for me, <laughs> welcome to Love Bites. Why am I doing it weirdly? <laughs> Three seasons in, numerous episodes, and we still cut fucking pin down and intro Fiona. Well, welcome to Love Bites, the podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about in my last episode. By the way, I just want to address that I'm not leaving the love bites, the love, the love bites, because of anything bad. It's genuinely because of work, and I just feel it's come to a natural end for me. That is all. Yeah, I think people were like had anticipated some sort of like colossal fallout between you and I. Like, why is she leaving? What have you done to her to drive her away, by a wench? <laughs> a feud between us? No, oh. I'm very, very disappointed to see you go but equally so proud of you for owning it and actually being honest about the fact that it just doesn't really fucking suit your life anymore yeah and do you know i was um yesterday because i knew we were recording this last episode i listened to the first episode again Mm -hmm. where we spoke about mr handcuffs and i thought about him and i was and i I was listening to myself and it was like yeah i like really like him blah 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 and i was just thinking to myself oh my god how wrong i was and actually i think if i continue listening which i might actually do just for like old time's sake i'm sure some of the men that i thought were like gonna be i don't know what i think that they would um I think that they just wouldn't be for me anymore. Yeah, but the, you know, Fiona, this has been, we've been recording this podcast over the guts of a year and a half. Like a lot can happen in that amount of time. Christ, a lot can happen in a day or a week, never mind a year and a half. And what I've loved about you is this kind of journey that you've been on that has very much, you started out with this real anxious um attachment style yeah and through work that you've done on yourself and numerous learning exercises I feel like you've really morphed into a um more secure attachment style which is what we all strive for and that's not to say we can't have our moments of being completely and utterly flipping mental and insecure of course but for the most part we're all aiming for that secure attachment style where we can freak out every time somebody takes longer than three seconds to reply to a a text message do you know why I think that I had this anxious attachment style and I think that maybe like I mean I'm sure that like therapists would probably be like that's absolutely not why but I'm just going to give you my theory on it Mm -hmm. I think it's because I was completely unprepared for the real world (laughs) okay talk to me about that I think that I grew up in a family of like not divorced parents my parents literally thought were like obsessed with me they thought I was the best person in the world they still do I then went to a vastly privileged school where you're really sheltered from this like failure where you're like you know 
I was not I wouldn't say I was like the best and most academic person but I got through and got like pretty decent grades that I definitely wouldn't have got and I think I've said this before at a state school no way because we were in much smaller classes I got into a good university all these things and like I didn't really like and also I'd had a boyfriend throughout university and then when I got to my early 20s was the first kind of time that I'd felt like rejection from men because when you're at a small tiny school the options of going out with boys is like pretty small as well so like for the men as well that were like in the surrounding areas which weren't that many we were the only options they had so of course you're not going to get rejected that often by like random guys from the local like from the other state private school that was the there plebs. the plebs well no because we didn't socialize the plebs from the near neighboring village and as much as like you know I know that like obviously I've grown up fairly privileged and that's so amazing and like it has given me opportunities I do think that it very much did not prepare me for the real world when like rejection happens I think this is why I'm such a horrendous people pleaser because I'm like I just don't understand why no one like why people don't like me and I do everything I can to like not because I'm like for my parents fucking the whole way through my life being like you're amazing you're amazing and then school like not that they indulged us too much but definitely were like you know you go to this private school you're like upper class and like above people you'll they be potentially developed a real streak of entitlement in a lot yeah. of students I imagine oh like you know we you know we always laugh like at work about like posh men that are in high power jobs like they're just like the most entitled human I mean look at our government for fuck's sake like it's things like that and I'm just like oh my god and I think that that's probably where it comes from because I'm just like wow I can't understand why someone doesn't like me I'm confused and I think that that's where it all started from if I'm honest like the first guy that ghosted me I just couldn't understand why why? I was like, I was so great on this date. What was yeah. going wrong? Mm-hmm. Obviously, like now I've like obviously like come into my own. I've grown up and I understand. And like I'm not disappointing anyone if I'm not liked by someone. Do you feel like that also extended into your friendships and relationships with work colleagues? And I mean, in PR, we meet hundreds of people um, on the daily. Did that? take place as well in those relationships in addition to the romantic yeah I mean I definitely I think that you know my friends always my close close friends always joke how many friends we have like how many friends I have like I have so many friends and I think that's because for so long like I felt bad if I like didn't like you know go on you know go for coffee with this like random person and I I think I found I really struggled to like say no because I just felt so Mm -hmm. bad about it um and you know Fiona that's a hundred percent something that you and I massively align on and I've definitely learned a lot from you over the years even before the podcast about saying no to people the reality is you and I love to make new friends we're very sociable and we want to pack in as much as possible and what I've realized is I spread myself way 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 too thin even today I'm spreading myself way too thin and I feel stressed and I feel anxious and I don't really allow myself to enjoy life because I'm just running from one place to the next and by the way being busy is not a flex being busy shows that you cannot adequately uh, manage your time and all that sort of stuff Um, and I've realized that I have to like stop not pursuing friendships, so to speak, but if somebody's like, I'd love to see you, I'd love to meet yeah. up, I'd love to go for a coffee. 
I don't know how to say, listen, I would so love to see you and I could totally see us being great friends. I just don't have the time. I don't even have the time for my own friends and family. I don't know how I'm going to schedule this in. So what I've done in the past typically is like somebody is like um, suggested we do something and I'm so excited because I really buzz up this person and I feel like we could be like great pals and stuff and then I get so caught up in everything else and I feel guilty because I haven't even seen my mom in weeks or I haven't replied to your message in days I haven't seen my best friend in months and then I feel like how can I make a you know meet up with this new person um, and then I come across as quite flaky but I'm not flaky I'm just horrendously disor- disorganized and spread super thin so like you I've kind of been learning how to say no but saying no with absolute grace and all the best intentions that I just I just don't even have time for myself or my own people without cavorting with all these new friends about town in saying that I've actually um made quite a few new friends in Belfast and struck up old friendships with um with friends and it's been so wonderful and so amazing especially with friends that maybe are kind of in the same position as me um not married and no kids and that really has served to bolster my social life and not feeling like a fucking total loser for being an unmarried childless woman at 37 oh my god we must banish you from the village by the elders banish me Fiona so how do you feel about everything how do you feel about leaving I feel good I mean I know that it was the right thing to do because like you know looking back on those um episodes where I was like going on dates and I could I can hear myself being such a fucking try hard with these men like I I think back to like I think and you know I I think about certain types of men like let's take Mr Handcuffs for example Mm -hmm. I remember doing things for him and letting him do things where usually I probably like like I remember I let him fix my office chair and like realistically I could have fucking done it myself I do all the DIY around our house now because I just don't care like I don't feel like I need to have a persona of like damsel in distress and I think that I very much took on that role and I've definitely seen myself over the the dalliances that I've had through this podcast change not change but just like mold myself into the sort of person that I think that the men want me to be like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I really feel like the only person that I really didn't do that with obviously not my boyfriend but was the barber and I don't know why I don't know why that was I think it's because I just knew from the get-go he was never going to be something more than what he was he was Mm -hmm. all so I didn't really pressurize it and that's probably why it lasted so much longer than all the others because I didn't pressurize it it just was it is what it was you know it is what it is and I didn't really I didn't really change myself but like you know things like I was thinking about the photographer I watched this fucking program that he loved watching and I didn't find it funny but I watched the whole thing because he watched it and I I wanted to have that did you pretend to find it funny be like this is hilarious of course course. it was people just do nothing and like there were elements I was like yeah it's kind of funny but like you know I didn't like find it as hilarious as I thought I was because then that was like a kind of common ground I I made a com I made the common ground rather than Mm -hmm. just having common grounds and then we we ended up going to the cinema together to watch it and that was like a date and I was like yay hooked that in the bag got the date and I just think about it and I'm just like oh my what god was the movie by any chance it was the people just do nothing movie 
Oh, never heard of it. It's, it's, it's yeah, it was, it was pretty <laughs> shite. Like it's honestly like I just feel like I I was and I was such a tryhard during my during my single life because I was so desperate for someone to want to be with me that I just would do these like random fucking things and the amount of money I spent on like new clothes every single time that I went on a date and like new makeup and all this stuff and actually like at the end of the day like I'm now with someone I I don't think I ever wear makeup and I just shave my legs like once a week (laughs) Like, mm-hmm. it's just, I feel like none of that shit matters with the right person. It just doesn't. But like, you, ha- I feel like everyone does it. Like, there's no, like, it's okay if you're doing that too. Because like, it's absolutely, we have all done it. Oh my God. <gasps> I doubt there's anybody listening to this that hasn't kind of tried to force their like square peg into that person's round hole just for the sake of like creating common ground and trying to position yourself as the girl that really thinks that's hilarious or does that thing or like likes to go to that place or really needs help in a certain way just to encourage this like you know masculine wise like Fiona oh my god we all do it we've all done it and I think I think it's also like you know I say oh I was so desperate and it's like I don't want to I I feel like desperate is such a negative word but like it's the only word that I can describe because I actually think like looking back on it even when I said things like oh no I don't want a boyfriend I think I really did just I don't think (laughs) I wanted a boyfriend because I wasn't like 100% like I didn't I w- that's what I wanted because it was the one thing maybe I'd like really failed at in life because I have amazing friends I have an amazing career and like that's the kind of missing thing and I think for so many women and so many mm-hmm. of my friends like you know unless the ones that are super secure and whatever like good bravo but like that's always the missing thing in their lives is that relationship and it's like why are we and we're seen as a bit of a fate I saw it as like I was a bit of a failure because mm-hmm. I couldn't get I couldn't get someone to like me. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. didn't know why. I feel that there was definitely there was I, I think you had a few crap dates or dalliances and you were very forthright with the fact that you didn't want a boyfriend and I totally respected that but having said that in the past and I know that's not really how one feels and then you just had that fucking epic of emotion where you're like I just want a fucking boyfriend I just want somebody to love me I'm so fucking sick of this shit and I was like yes you needed to expel all that energy and you just needed to fucking admit it and there's nothing wrong with admitting that you want to be in love or to have a partner and if you recall Faye after your like a little bit of a mental breakdown like our inbox was flooded with women saying oh my fucking god that is exactly how I feel and I couldn't put it into words and at times there are no words it's just like an outpouring of like emotion and desperation and a feeling of like injustice the fact that everybody else has that person and you don't and you feel left behind and you feel lonely and that doesn't stop just because you're with somebody you know that can also happen when you're in a relationship and you can feel like that the whole way up in your life if you become single but equally as Fiona has proven there's always somebody out there that is just going to meet your needs and just give you the most amazing loving relationship right until the end of time 
I think I also did this thing when I was single where I would just, I didn't give people a chance. I didn't give like, I think that could have, I could have actually saved myself a lot of shit dates by actually giving people a chance, which is, I definitely didn't do that. I definitely went on dates with people for the wrong reasons. And I think that Mm -hmm. I also pushed things when I also tried to convince myself of my feelings much more than I think I did. Like, for example, do you remember that guy? He was Irish, he had the same name as your boyfriend. He was like, Mm -hmm. actually probably quite boring. He was like, he was really hot, whatever. But like, I remember being on the date with him being like, oh my God, you're so boring. But like, he was really hot. We could, and he had like, I remember he like ticked a lot of boxes for me that mm-hmm. actually like he had a good job. He was good looking. He was tall. And that was like, okay, well maybe I can like form a relationship out of that because he's got these things that like, you know, my parents would probably find like, you know, and he, you know, you can say these things to people and they understand it, you know, Oh, mm-hmm. he works at Facebook. People are like, okay, cool. I understand. So you force, you try and force yourself to like the person. And like, if you feel them pulling back, you pull more because you're like, wait, because I like, this is, I understand this. People will understand you. Whereas like, the barber I think the reason why I didn't push too much with him on so many in ways and like I did like him was because I didn't have to explain him to anyone I was never going to bring him home I didn't really need to explain him to my friends like he just was what it was and that weirdly like actually was probably the longest and the longest relationship wasn't really a relationship was it it was like the longest thing that I had because I just Mm -hmm. didn't force it and I think Mm -hmm. that my relationship now I think that someone asked in the question box, what do they ask? They said, someone asked it, because I said, does anyone have any questions? Someone's asked how she managed to find a good guy on a dating app. And it's like, I don't think that, I think that that was just luck, (laughs) really. And I also think that it was because I didn't like worry too much about the like boxes that he had. I just didn't think about it. Like I didn't think you know, oh my God, he's got a really good job. Therefore I must force myself into this relationship. I just didn't think about it. I just was like, he looks like a nice What guy. advice would you give to somebody, Fiona, who's very disillusioned with the apps? Maybe they're single and they haven't got the confidence to go on the apps. What advice would you give? I feel like the apps are a really great way if you on like, I feel like it's a good way to kind of get yourself out there and getting yourself in the field because it is like I think we just have like I think we've had this conversation before we have to like get with reality we are in 2022 people do use apps and like not everyone is going to meet the love of their life walking down the street or being set up it's just not realistic so like get get on the app and don't think about it too much I think we I think that women in general have so many boxes that they want to get ticked and I think that with these boxes it's really dangerous because there is a type of person that we ideally want to end up with but I think that that can stop us from then trying like just trying our luck with someone else Mm -hmm. because you don't know people can surprise you like I didn't think that I would fancy my boyfriend as much as I do I I do when I I did when I first met him I just thought, and that's like, the thing, Fiona. That the, the guys on apps, you 
it's so one-dimensional it's a photo and it's their highlight reel of photos by the way they've gone into their like their archives and picked out the bloody best photos either holding a fish or at the top of a mountain or skydiving out of a plane over the palm in Dubai or up the Moor Mountains in Ireland or with their dog they've picked out their highlight reel and I don't know about you but quite often despite somebody's looks it's the spark and the energy between you and that person that just like ignites this romance and chances are if you saw their photo you probably wouldn't even look twice at them so I think you're right really giving people the chance and being cognizant of the fact that there's a lot of frogs to wade through and you know what sometimes the frogs are actually good crack sometimes the frogs you can go out and have a bit of fun with you can take yourself out of your comfort zone you can strike up some great conversation and also at times it can build your confidence other times it can fucking tear down your sack your confidence like a sack of shit but that's yeah. all just part of the fun I think you all I think we just have to all have this mentality when we're dating that like you're gonna have some good dates you're gonna have some bad dates but like I think the ones that you will stay with you and will turn into something are the ones that you feel your most comfortable and your most your your best self and like you're not going to be afraid of like saying the wrong thing or like dressing the wrong way it's just if you just be with that person because like from the moment that I met my current boyfriend like it was just like that from day one like I literally was like rocked up in my pajamas with no makeup on and I was just I've never not been 100% myself I've never pretended to be anything else because I've always from day one felt comfortable and look where we are Mm -hmm. I think all those times that I felt uncomfortable like I was a bit concerned or worried it's because they just weren't the right person and Mm -hmm. like that is as soon as you're starting to feel a little bit like you're trying to be like you're nervous about something or like you're trying to be a version of yourself that person's not the right person for you it might develop and you might like relax ultimately, in time, Fiona, but the mask always slips the mask mm-hmm. always slips and they see the real you and it's just it's so important just to be yourself right from the get-go and if they don't like it then they're not your person because oh. ultimately they're gonna figure you out anyway so best just don't waste anybody's time <laughs> tell me Fiona three things that you have learned okay since the beginning of love bites oh my god let me just i've got i wish i written down i've actually already said the first one which is i've actually learned that i didn't i didn't i think that the reason why i am like i was so anxious and i just didn't really understand about anything was because of the way i grew up Mm -hmm. that is just number one i think i've noticed that and then i have written and this is a quote that I heard from Dolly Alderton who sparked the muse. There was the muse and all this. She said, and I completely agree with this. And this is something I really, really felt. You're not disappointing anyone if you aren't the prettiest or thinnest girl in the room. And I think that that is, I think that the way I look has always been so attached to how a man has perceived me. I've never, I'll only feel, I used to only feel good about myself if a guy was telling me that I look good. It was never if my friends told me or my mum told me or or like how I felt. You felt it yourself? Or I felt it myself. It was always if I went on a date with a guy. I think this is why a lot of the time I ended up sleeping with the men on the first date or whenever or early on because it was like a validation that I was like hot enough. And actually at the end of the day, 
you're just not disappointing fucking anyone. And mm. also I wrote down this amazing quote that I heard by Erin McKean. And she said, being pretty isn't a rent you have to pay to occupy the space marked woman. Love it. Absolutely love it. So true, Fiona. There's so much more to life. I'd rather now, like, I think that I was saying this to my friend the other day. I think that my now relationship has just taught me so much. Like, girls that have eyelash extensions, you will understand this. When you take your eyelash extensions off, you literally look like a mole rat. Like, you've got, yes, yeah, like a little thumb. You've got, look like a thumb. You've got no eyelashes. Like, you look vile. And I remember I was so worried for so long about taking my eyelashes off. And then I took them off, and he honestly did not notice. Yeah. She actually made a joke and was like, oh, I haven't wear your eyes because he knew how stressed I was. But like, he still wanted to shag me because it doesn't like, it doesn't, I think that it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. Like, I don't think what you look like matters. Like, I'd much rather be smart and kind than, mm-hmm. but I think that's take that's taken me a long, like mm-hmm. long time mm-hmm. to get there because I, I rested so much of that on getting a boyfriend. Yeah when actually it wasn't and then my third thing which I've already said is that if you're feeling anxious or have trepidation they are not for you do you think Fiona say somebody is listening to this and they are feeling anxious in their relationship and or avoidant by the way but they also feel that that person is for them Do you believe in your experience? Is there work that can be done to bring you to a place of secure attachment, whether through therapy or your own self, self work and self diagnosis? What what do you think? Yeah. Or is it a firm no? No, I think it's the types of anxious. There's, there's two, I think there's two things. I think there's like being anxious and like worrying they're going to, worrying they're not going to message you because that person should be making you feel secure that they will. And there's also like not 100% being yourself and doing all these things. Whereas like, I think that if like, I definitely felt some anxiety at the beginning of my relationship, but it was more about like our situation rather than like our situation wasn't of like the most normal circumstance. But like, I never worried about his feelings for me. It was always mm-hmm. like the anxiety of like what was going on. So I think that hundred percent if you're it depends I think you have to look at like what you're being what you're getting anxious about if you're getting anxious about oh do I don't know if he likes me or like you're, you're worrying about getting anxious about his feelings then I don't think that they are the right person because they're not giving you what you need which is you need to be secure secured secure, secure. safe secure. and secure which they're not giving you so you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, like the first couple of dates, like, okay, it's okay to have a little bit of anxiety, but if it continues, then, you know, I, I would look at it. But I think it's, I think you can work through it if you're, it depends on the type of anxiety that you're feeling and what your, um, yeah, and what you're, what you're getting worried about. That's my And you know what, Fiona, I think we've both throughout the the duration of the podcast being such huge champions um of therapy Mm. on every bloody level so if you are struggling with this and you feel like it is impacting your relationship and your overall mental well-being by all means please seek out a good therapist there are so many 
brilliant people and resources out there. And I've always said it, it is prevention is better than cure. Do not wait until you are fucking like destitute on the side of the road because the wheels have fallen off and you're so far away from civilization that you struggle to get back when you feel that there's like a little bit of a hazard in the car it's making a squeaky noise or like something's not feeling or sounding right go and seek out the help then it's literally the same thing um i'm just yeah for me fiona therapy has just changed my life and i know that you've had great experiences too and it's something that I just want to reassert until I am blue in the face. So Fiona, my three key learnings, and oh my goodness, yeah. there's been so much. So love is a verb, right? You have to actually put your love into action. You have to wake up every day and choose to love that person. You have to wake up every day and want good things for that person. <laughs> And good things for your relationship you have to actively pour wonderful good vibes and sunlight and love into your person and into your relationship because the grass is greener where you water it and I truly believe that because um I've been very guilty of it Fiona where I say I love you I love you and I actually don't do things in a loving way. Not that I'm being mean or malicious. Sometimes I get so exhausted. Sometimes I feel so overwhelmed in my life that I can't even think about that side of things. And it's something I, when I feel like there's a little bit of a void in the relationship. And by the way, the same goes for friendships friendships uh, or relationships with people at work it can be anybody but let's talk primarily primarily romance make an effort with your person and make an effort to make them feel loved and cherished number two a lot more people Fiona Wishart struggle with low libido and low sex drive and lack of horn than you can ever imagine so oh my god is that not the truth yeah and do you remember I had my mental breakdown that time and by that stage you were like having the horn flat out and only in the last couple of episodes have you said oh my god the fucking horn is like depleting and I feel horrendous for it and I'm like join the fucking club it's awful it's on it's also the the weird it's the weirdest thing because it's like I just don't understand like I, I know I also now have realized where mine I think that also I probably through my single life had moments of not feeling like that, but because I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't have someone next to me every single night. I didn't notice it like when I was stressed at work and whatever, but actually now, cause you obviously you sleep next to someone every single night and you notice the weeks tick on and you haven't had sex. You're like, Hey, hang on a second. I haven't even wanted to. It also, I feel like that it doesn't suddenly switch off. I feel like it's an unconscious thing that happens to everyone. And then you're suddenly like, whoa by the way the dog is like right by the microphone apologies everyone um you're suddenly like oh my god what's going on hang on a second like I, I will say like something that happened to me and my boyfriend on the weekend with it was that we realized that we hadn't had sex for basically a month so mm -hmm. we like were like right Saturday night we are having sex 
and we did but it was so clinical and there's I think there's like you know we talk about this like scheduling it in they're scheduling mm-hmm. it in but then there's also not making it too clinical to the point where it was yeah. like a bit like I think that the ha- with sex it has to be not like a chore we made it like a job that needed to be done rather Something than like ticked off the some, to-do list yeah. which is a horrible feeling which is horror it was horrible and we kind of I spoke about it the next day and I was just like it wasn't that good not because of anything it's just because I just was like okay it was just done and then we're like okay cool we're done now mm-hmm. so there's a, I think there's a fine balance and you know what Fiona that is music to my ears not because you have been lacking in the horn and also you haven't been having as much sex as you want but I feel like it's so healthy just to say it out loud the 100%. fact is that we are not having as much sex as we would want and like and that is proven time and time again through the clinical studies and surveys it's also our responsibility and we have to take ownership of it the same way I want to wake up every morning early walk the dog get to the gym um you know meditate write my intentions writing a journal taking things off my to-do list like taking ownership of your libido is also it, it also needs to feature because it just has such a huge impact on your life and I'm unbelievably aware of the fact that libido drops when um people are ill or depressed or babies come along or menopause but for the most part when those things aren't in at play losing your libido can be one of the just the most awful things because I don't know if I mentioned this but I had a, a meeting with or a session with my therapist and he had kind of described how the libido just gives the life force for the enjoyment of life and energy and it kind of mm. when you've got low, low libido it spills into every area of your life and the enjoyment that you feel and I actually I agree with that but we've talked at length about different ways to increase your libido increase your sex drive and um please do go back and look at previous episodes and it's something that I will absolutely be discussing in depth with um different guests that um we're going to have I'm going to have you know the likes of Lisa McFarland and we've got lots of great um sexperts and um people dealing in relationships so we will dive into that but again just to normalize normalize the conversation that it's something we feel and it's something that can deeply impact us as well number three communication is key probably the like most age-old sage of um, relationship advice but truly Fiona I've realized that it is sometimes the hardest thing to do is speaking about how you feel especially if those things are deeply buried especially if those things are going to cause that person upset but after a challenging conversation you will feel like the weight of the world has been lifted off your shoulders just by putting on your big girl liquors and having a conversation. Mm. You don't have to be articulate. You don't have to be overly eloquent. It doesn't have to flow like a prose. You just have to say the words that come to mind and hope that that person understands what you're trying to say. Um, please, please speak to your person. If you don't, we've both been there, Fiona. The resentment kicks in and it's just not good yeah I think it's also the tone in which you take these conversations has to be just right because I definitely had like an 
off-key conversation about the sex and I mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I think that probably I could have said it better mm-hmm. but I, th- I think also sometimes that with these conversations and communication if we we think that if the tone is like in a nice way it's not going to get done and actually I think that that's something that we probably need to I know I need to work on so did you think you said it in like a, an overly harsh way yeah or? I think I said it in like a pissed off way rather than saying okay. it because I feel like sometimes if I say it in a pissed off way it's going to get through but actually I think that I need to learn how to have these conversations in a bit more of a 100 percent. I used tone. to be really really passive aggressive and it's something I kind of struggle with even like the huffing and the passive aggressiveness it just gets you absolutely nowhere just like talk like a friggin' normal person and it's going to result in a lot more success than doing it in a really caustic madam little way that I used to do all the time always now I've got a question for you Laura mm-hmm. what's been your favorite moment of all three seasons I've got my favorite moment oh god sorry I put you on the spot moment. I should have told you you tell me yours first so my favorite moment was the last episode of season two when you talked about your boyfriend your ex-boyfriend pissing on you <laughs> did I say that did I tell people that yeah fucking hell um I really just told way too many home truths there's really no need for I that know. at all did I anyways thank you for that was my favorite and you were like I didn't um, enjoy it and it's like mm, I wonder <laughs> piss play no, is fine no judgment no, I didn't. we said we'd never do it again yeah um I think one of my favorite moments has and most iconic also most horrendously embarrassing it has to be Kipper Minch oh that was the best ever honestly I'm gonna listen to that episode tonight it has to be peppermint (laughs) and it has to be your beautifully non-judgmental response you weren't even slightly like perturbed you were like fucking tell me the story about you getting the tampon stuck inside you for a month because you're taking too many buckets in thailand and basically ended up with a fucking rat fall out of my vagina and you didn't even so much as turn your nose up at me and i love you for that fiona wish heart do you know what i've got because there's something going on there's like some smell going on with my vagina i just like no matter like how many vitamins and no like i eat pretty healthy all this there's just a fucking weird smell with my vagina anyway so i found these people on instagram they are dubai based and she is sending Mm me a vaginal steam what are they called oh we've never talked about the vaginal steaming fiona it's called pink taco palace uae and she's got all sorts of uh products let me read you her product list that she said please do okay so i basically found her because we were going to do an episode on how to make your vagina taste nicer but then neither of us were having sex or no boyfriend was going down on us <laughs> so we were like well fuck this shit so we, we didn't want to be disingenuous yeah, like I wasn't gonna make pretend like my boyfriend's going down on me every I, we did try the pineapple thing he went on literally this was how it happened I was like we've got an episode about how to make your vagina taste nice you're gonna have to go down on me a few times next week and he was like okay cool so I ate pineapple and literally he went down on me for like three licks and then came up and was like yeah tastes okay like he didn't even do it properly because that is how like 
just not in the place we were. Oh, we three lick wonder. Oh, bless them. Three licks and done. Okay, so this is their price list. So she has cleansing steam blend, mm-hmm. uh, disinfecting steam blend, um, f- fibroid steam blend, fertility steam blend. I'm not sure what she's giving me, but I basically told her that I've just got a weird smell down there. So I don't know whether she's doing a mix. Then she's got these detox yoni pearls which is basically this detox thing that i think you stick up your vagina leave in there for a day and you pull it out and then right. she's got tightening powder which apparently tightens your vagina i don't know how much that really works to be honest yoni oil steaming seat and steaming salt so if you buy one of these steaming thingies off her like a party yeah so she basically gives you one so it's like eight dirham. it's not actually super expensive she gives you one and then she gives an instruction bath bombs and then she's got other like face masks and things like that interesting anyway so the only you will have to i was going to say tell us on the next episode and you will have to let me know how you get on and then we can share that with our listeners because i would love to hear more about that and then she's she's here nick also remember to eat your pineapples while okay anyway yeah i will let you know and like she has had like because i had a look at uh i had a look at um her instagram and like quite a few people have been like oh my god this is amazing blah 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 so you know let's. i've been seeing this vaginal steaming thing a lot so it was only a matter of time before we discussed it apparently it's quite good for your hormone balance as well like someone okay like if you've got irregular periods who was telling me georgie ricks who is pcos it's party it's a pcos party she told me because she did an event where there was a vaginal steamer i couldn't go but she basically said that she did a vaginal steam and it like really helped with her hormone balance mm-hmm. she has pcos are so. you taking fiona pre or probiotics because obviously the gut is your second brain and when your gut is off everything else falls into disarray i do and like i i had a, a bacterial thing when I went and had an STI check like a while ago, like a long time ago now. Um, yeah, so anyway, I will let you know how that goes. Please do. Um, Fiona, we got a beautiful, beautiful letter. Hi girls, I've thought to message you so many times, but it just I just never got around to it. Sophie leaving is the kick up the bum I needed. I'm a 30 year old listener from Australia, single through my entire 20s, gone on countless average first dates, bracket but found a great guy in my last year had a quarter life crisis moved to the uk 2018 to 2020 yolo right and now i'm feeling very settled within myself i'm loved up and embarking on a career change i found you girls mid last year not sure what i was searching for at the time and have been along for the ride ever since listening to you girls has been reassuring through my so many stages in my self-development journey you actually remind me of two teachers i worked with and adored one being from northern ireland and listening to you girls almost transports me transports me back it's like i'm having a conversation with friends giving the relevance given the relevance of everything you discuss I've loved hearing you support one another through mini breakdowns, sadness, frustrations, and said, I'm going to (laughs) cry. Celebrations, which whether it be work, friendship, relationship, fertility, timeline, loneliness, self-doubt related, I feel like I've resonated to every single one, offering support and always validating each other's feelings. Thank you so much for the tips and ideas, for being so relatable and normalizing conversations around on all the things you were told not to talk about. You've been a delight to my ears. Isn't that just the nicest, most amazing letter to end with, Fiona? And that's 
genuinely the reason why we did this. We did it just to normalize the conversation and to destigmatize and to de-shame. We had no idea that we would create this community of like like-minded women and to be fair, quite a few men who just wanted to feel like they're part of a conversation between friends. Like that's what we always wanted to create a community of inclusivity with where we could just bear our souls, sometimes bearing our souls too much <laughs> with the piss on Laura's breath <laughs> and the peppermint. But you know what? I feel like I'm really proud of us and I'm really proud of you. And I'm also really proud that you like decided to move away from Love Bites and the, in yeah. the way that you have, I feel like it's a really fucking adult good move as opposed to doing it for another month and becoming or another season and becoming resentful and frustrated and people would feel it and I would feel it and I'm really glad that you've done that you know it's so funny because I um I remember JJ saying to us it we were midway through season two and he was like do you know what I'd love I'd love you to find a boyfriend at the end of the season because I feel like that's what everyone's waiting for and then mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, whatever. And then obviously it did happen. And then I came on season three with a boyfriend. And like, I feel like in a weird way, it was like, everything was, like, obviously everything was meant to like play out as well. Like, what's the way to say it? Everything happens for a reason. But like, I feel like it was, it was such a story of like going on all these like mad dates and like having like, all this shit happen and like I hate that it like you know at the end of it and we live happily ever after like obviously that's not really the case but I kind of love that that's the ending that like I started this journey with love bites like fucking not having a clue about myself I was the biggest try hard with men I would do mad things and whatever mm-hmm. I would stalk their like exes from like 2016 whatever <laughs> and um and now we're, I'm in like I've, I've lived with my boyfriend we have a dog like I'm the most in love I've ever been in my life and it was like I'm so glad that I had like the platform of love bites because I feel like if I didn't have that I don't know if I'd have learned as much to bring me to the Mm -hmm. place that I'm in now to be able and I feel like you've provided so much like an amazing resource for people to refer to you because the reality is you've been on a journey and you're going to continue on a journey and life is going to continue to throw shit at you Mm. and that's just that's just the circle of life for all of us and please Fiona like come back (laughs) on as a guest Um, oh my god when you feel like you know you've got something to talk about or you just miss us like please do um come back and you know in addition to that letter and you kind of moving away from love bites like let us reassert that it is never too late to change the trajectory of your life it is never too late to break up with the guy that doesn't bring you happiness break up the guy that you're maybe not in love with to break up with the job that makes you stressed or anxious and to you know depart from an income stream because it may make you a lot of money but it also makes you a fucking shell of yourself and riddled with anxiety it is never too late to stop reassess 
relax and do nothing if you must and 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 take and take stock of the situation and just pivot on your life's journey and path because it's never linear it's always full of lots of meander bends and lots of off shots and quite often when we deviate from the path that we thought that's when the real fucking joy and amazingness happens so fiona thank you El Couture recommends for the final time a massive shout out to El Couture, our amazing sponsor. Our code remains the same, LoveBites20. The code is set up so it can be used multiple times and the there is a... <laughs> I really thought I had it. Wait, wait. It's like you got three words and I was like, she's fucked it again. This a huge, a huge final season three. Shout out to our amazing sponsor. <laughs> You've written it weirdly. El Couture is a female-founded, female-run athleisure brand who create the most stunning pieces. If you live in Dubai, take advantage of the 4-hour express delivery and take, please do take a visit to their beautiful, stunning stores on Alwasal, JBR and in their new store in Mall of the Emirates. If you're living outside of Dubai like me, don't worry, your delivery will be with you in just a few days and they cover all taxes and shipping if you spend over $100. Like Fiona so seamlessly mentioned earlier, <laughs> there is an exclusive 20% discount code, LoveBites20. And my goodness, with the price of living crisis, we all need that discount. What have you been... Oh, by the way, this is Alcatraz Recommends. Don't know if anyone caught on to that. What have you been listening to, watching, or whatever this this week? Tell me. So, I uh, maybe we've discussed this before, but I only recently watched Top Gun Maverick on Amazon. Like, I didn't go and see it in the cinema or anything. And my boyfriend was like, "Oh, listen, I've paid to download this." Uh, Top Gun Maverick and I was like oh fuck it's really not my thing I hate action I'm not into anything like with planes and fucking trains and boats and wars and all that sort of thing I hadn't watched the original but it was so freaking good everyone has said it's an amazing film maybe I should watch it, it. we've got so, it on our TV it is honestly Fiona really really like good cheesy feel good amazingness and um, you have to watch it I thought it was great well I also have a film recommendation uh-huh I've got I watched this last night and it is such a great Sunday night movie and it is Bradley Cooper his fucking horniest looking it is limitless have you seen it never heard of it oh no. my god so it's basically Limitless, it's on Netflix. I don't know if it'll be UK Netflix, but it's on the Dubai Netflix. Um, it's got Bradley Cooper in it, who is just so fucking horny at heart in this in this film. Um, and it's about this guy that takes this drug that makes you access the whole, like humans can only access like part of their brain at a time. And it basically makes you access your whole brain. So he's like, you can like unlock memory. It basically makes you insanely clever. Um, and it takes them on this journey. And it's just, oh, it's such a good film. I forgot how good it was. So I watched it last night. It's a really good feel good film. I was going to recommend a crime drama, but I was like, do you know what? Let's not do that. And then we have finally El Couture's recommendation, which is It All Starts With Us by Colleen mm-hmm. Hoover. El Couture recommended It All Ends With Us, which is the first book of um, Colleen Hoover, oh, yeah. the, yeah. the sequel. And this 
It All Starts With Us is the sequel. I read It All Ends With Us. It was one of the best books I've read. I've read. It was so e It was an easy bedtime read. So I'm 100% I'm down. I'm going to order this actually when we got off this call. Um, Sorry, It All Ends With Us? So the first one is It All Ends With Us, which Elk uh -huh. Shaw had recommended a, um, a couple of, like a month ago. And the sequel, which is their recommendation today, it's It It's is it all starts with us okay perfect because i need a good bedtime read that's not going to stimulate me too much this one is a perfect one well i love you so much this has just been the best journey and the best thing i have done ever i can't believe that people come up to me at random points where I'm usually pissed being like I feel like I'm like you with your my dating life and I always feel like that is just such a weird thing to happen in my life but I'm so happy and I'm super in love and it's just great life is Fiona, good. thank you so much for everything and thank you thank you thank you for a year and a half ago picking up the phone to me and playing the friendship card and yeah, saying I did have to do this podcast and me saying no I don't want to do it I don't feel confident I don't feel like I've got anything to say and I have not fucked up a year and a half later you are gonna do such amazing things and I can't wait to listen as a listener I can't yes, wait to be one of those you know what, like I'd love to get you back on if you want to. Oh um, yeah, 100%. By all means, tell me to fuck off. But the same goes for anybody listening. You know, Love Bites season four is gonna be a whole new adventure for me, but I'm really excited. I also feel like I've had a limb cut off because Fiona, you and I just bounce off each other and we can take the piss out of each other and we can laugh when somebody fucks something up. I hope that I'm able to have that same energy with a guest because it's you will. quite difficult to tell somebody you don't really know like to sh shut up not that I've ever told you to shut up but we do take the piss out of each other quite a lot so if there's anybody that you would like to see on the podcast if you think that you would be a great guest all I want are people who are open and honest who have an amazing story to share so please drop me a line and Fiona Wishheart it has been a pleasure you have just been a open wonderful warm ray of sunshine for so many people you have cried you have laughed you have done all those things that make it a joy to be human and you have absolutely unequivocally lit up the lives of everybody listening to the podcast well, for the last time ever, see you later. later.